102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And the Eagles. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Well, Steve's out today. He's sick, so you might have passed along whatever you had to him. Good going, Bax. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. Trying not to make anybody sick. That's why I took three days off last week. Well, and we're emerging from winter any day now here in Western Mass. Actually, it looks like today. Yeah. 67. Yeah. Tomorrow is 70. Yup. Then 80s later in the week. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But <laughs> I am ready for 60 and 70. All right. Scott Cohen will be joining us today. Believe it or not, despite the fact the Red Sox are in dead last place, there's loads of other stuff to talk about. <laughs> loads. Yeah, horse racing, uh, playoff hoops, playoff hockey. We may even have uh, hockey tickets to give away uh, today. For the T-Birds. I'm waiting for confirmation on that one. So we'll uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know. All those loads begin right now. It's 536. We're back, Stephen Day, on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Fleetwood Mac on Rock 102. It's 37 now here in East Longmeadow. Feels like 32, though. A little chilly. And um, elevated fire hazard warnings for today because it's going to be dry for the next few days. We're going to have highs today in the mid-60s. All right. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Steve's out sick today, so it's me, the guy named Dave, and a big weekend for Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm a big fan of uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbibble, whatever his name is. I like the batch. He's he's pretty good. You sure you want to say that publicly? (laughs) He had a big weekend at the box office, because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the newest superhero movie, finished first at the box office with $185 million. Does that mean that audiences are now heading back to the theaters big mm. time following COVID? No. No, it just means they're charging more for tickets. <laughs> Maybe you're right. He was also on SNL over the weekend, and Mr. Cumberbatch and some of the cast members wearing T-shirts with... The year 1973, written in red and blue across the front during the closing moments of SNL. The number, of course, refers to the landmark decision of Roe versus Wade, which took place on January 22nd, 1973. Some people are calling that the funniest part of the show. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of it. Do you watch Saturday Night Live anymore? Listen, no? I'm at the age now uh, where if I make it past 9 o'clock at night, it's a miracle. Same here. No SNL for me over the weekend. My folks have watched it for years and years. They're 80 now, and they they don't miss an episode. They tape it, though, and watch it at their leisure. All right, at 80 years old, and I mean this in no disrespectful way whatsoever, <laughs> do they even know the difference? Do they even know the time of day? Are they having dinner at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Well, I talked to Mom yesterday on Mother's Day, and she said she loved that skit with Chevy Chase that occurred over the weekend. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I don't know how dialed in your folks are. I haven't met them yet. <laughs> They're actually pretty good. Uh, speaking of SNL, John Mulaney, former writer for Saturday Night Live, turned stand-up comedian, took the stage at the Hollywood Bowl. He was the first stand-up at the Hollywood Bowl following the Dave Chappelle incident with the attack on stage last week. Right. And on Saturday night, Mulaney made jokes about the incident as part of a Netflix sp- uh, festival saying, quote, no one's going to do anything. 
None of you have the balls to do it. <laughs> Challenging the audience. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's an intimidating presence. <laughs> By yeah. the way, Mulaney's coming to uh, Springfield. Oh, yeah? On uh, June 9th at the Mass Mutual Center. Nice. Buy your tickets now because they will likely not last. Sweet. And speaking of the Mass Mutual Center, of course, home for playoff hockey with our Springfield Thunderbirds. We're still waiting to find out who the opponent for the T-Birds is going to be. And we have tickets to give away for either Game 1 or Game 2 of the T-Birds playoff run. Whenever that will happen, we'll get you word whenever we get word. Hey, Anthony Anderson, star of Blackish and sometimes late-night TV fill-in. He graduated from Howard University over the weekend with a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Good for him. Yeah. Says 30 years in the making. He says, this spring I was finally able to complete the work to graduate from Howard with a BFA from the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. He bragged about it on social media. He said, yesterday was a full circle moment. It's never too late. Things happen when they're supposed to happen, according to Anthony Anderson. And people bust my stones because it took me five and a half years. See? I took 30. Yep, and now you're enjoying the fruits of all that labor with your special appearance in the Marquette University magazine, right? Yes, well, <laughs> yeah, that and a dollar will get you on a bus. And uh, when can we see that, by the way? Is that out now? Oh, on well, on newsstands everywhere? No, you, you, have to, you have to spend gobs of money every year in order to qualify to receive that magazine. Well, can I, you I wouldn't recommend it. How about a screen grab or something like that? Post it on the uh, Rock oh, 102 no, Facebook page. It's been there. It's okay. been there. All and, right. Yeah, I, I, listen. Enough of that. Hey, Sophie Turner, one of the stars of Game of Thrones on the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show on Friday night, revealing how she turned down Kendall Jenner's Met Gala after party invite. Oh, no. This is huge news. I know we're not getting to it until today, but Sophie Turner saying, I'm really bad around celebrities. Every celebrity I come into contact with, I act up or say something stupid. Well, thank God she's not one. So she didn't go to that after party. All six members of Duran Duran will be on hand this November 5th when the band is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at L.A.'s Microsoft Theater. Yes, for those of you Duran Duran fans out there, Andy's coming back. Andy Taylor and the rest of the gang, all of them. Yeah. That's kind of rare now these days because none of the members have died. And they're all kind of still together, maybe, perhaps thinking about a reunion tour. Well, that, that Andy Taylor guy's been out of the band for a long time. But that was his own choice. He had you know, quite enough of all that fun Doesn't and mean money. he can't come back, though. True. That's, that is true. Well, the Rolling Stones, speaking about longevity, posting three new tracks for their upcoming Vault release, live at the El Mocambo. This drop will occur this Friday, May 13th, for you Stones fans looking for new tracks. You know, it's gotten to the point now that when the Stones threaten to release new music, mm-hmm. you almost you almost want to hide. You almost want to go somewhere and say, no, please don't. Yeah, they Wait, released, haven't we suffered enough? They released that song during the pandemic. Remember that? It was some sort of uh, ghost town. Was that the name of that? Ghost town, I think it was. And it was yeah. pretty bad. I just think they probably have overstayed their welcome when it comes to new music. So there hasn't been an album of good new music and since maybe I was in high school. Meantime, speaking of music news, U2's Bono and The Edge performing an acoustic concert yesterday in the subway-turned-bomb shelter of Kiev. They were invited 
by Ukraine, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky to do that special show. What were the uh, the service charges from uh, from Ticketmaster to get to see that show? I don't know. I don't Probably know if, an outrage. I don't know if it affected the subway prices as well, but uh, you can catch that on YouTube. The special YouTube performance from Bono and the Edge in the subway turned bomb shelter of Kiev in the Ukraine. And that is it for your Hollywood trash. Just on started. Rock one hundred and two. And 7 a.m. It is 6.02 on Rock 102. The weather for today, mid to high 60s. In fact, for tomorrow, the same thing. Warming up all week long. Might have mid 80s Thursday through Saturday this week. We do have a warning from the National Weather Service for a potential fire hazard until 8 o'clock tonight because of the dry conditions. And the weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com for more info. Here's your Rock 102, 102-second sports, starting with hockey. The Bruins over the Hurricanes, 5-2. Hey, the Bees tied up their series with Carolina, 2-2. They're at Carolina tomorrow night at 7 for Game 5. Also yesterday, Minnesota-St. Louis, Toronto-Tampa Bay, and Edmonton-LA all tied at 2-2 as well. Elsewhere, in basketball, Celtics-Bucks in Milwaukee tonight at 7.30. The Bucks lead that series two games to one. Also yesterday, the Sixers beat the Heat and the Mavs over the Suns. So both Philadelphia-Miami and Dallas-Phoenix tied 2-2. In that Dallas game, a Mavericks fan was removed from the American Airlines Center in Dallas after reportedly harassing and physically contacting family members of Phoenix Suns guard Chris Paul during game four. Baseball, the Red Sox lost to the White Sox 3-2. The slump of $140 million second baseman Trevor Story continued. He was 0-4 yesterday with three strikeouts. He has a strikeout percentage of 333 and a batting average of 194. That's not good. And horse racing, the 148th Kentucky Derby over the weekend. That's one of the biggest upsets in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Friday morning at 8 a.m., this horse was not in the race. An unbelievably upset, shocking Kentucky Derby with Rich Strike, who went off at 80 to 1. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you probably know by now, the most exciting two minutes in sports was, in fact, possibly the most exciting two minutes in sports in the last 148 years. At least, that's what some of those horse nuts will have you believe. On Saturday, the Kentucky Derby was won by an improbable 80-to-1 shot who wasn't even supposed to be racing that day. Rich Strike pulled off the biggest upset to pass the favorite epicenter to take the Kentucky Derby. Now, I fully understand that there are many of you, including myself, who didn't really care, didn't bet, didn't wear an oversized hat, didn't wear a sundress, and didn't even eat brown sandwiches. We just went about our business and treated it like any other day. And I totally get that. However, Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby is nearly equivalent to having the dead last place Boston Red Sox finish up their current five-game losing streak and winning the World Series after posting a 133-game winning streak. Impossible? Sure, but I needed a quick comparison, and that was the best I could come up with. The real story, of course, is what does a guy with a few bucks in his pocket win with an 80-to-1 shot winning the Kentucky Derby? Well, according to my understanding, let's say, hypothetically, I had a dollar. I could have magically turned that $1 into $163.30. If I had more money to burn, 
I possibly could have won more. But that would require an additional layer of complicated math, and I think you know where I stand on that kind of stuff. What I do know is that if you spent the same dollar on the Superfecta, you could have won $321,500.10. Again, off a dollar. If you bet $1,000, you could have cleared the place out and you would own Churchill Downs. Again, the Red Sox almost have a better chance of winning their next 133 games and a World Series title than if you had marched up to the ticket window and won $321,000 on a $1 bet. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Stuff that you can make on your big green egg. Scallop potatoes, pretzels, cakes, meat pies, eggplant parm. You thought it was just a grill? It ain't. These recipes and dozens more are available on the Big Green Egg website. Good wood, charcoal-fired, permanently controlled heat. The Big Green Egg, available now from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, mama, I'm in big... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613. And sticks on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Uh, Steve's out today, but uh, hopefully back tomorrow. We got good news and bad news on the weather. Um, kind of the same today as what we've been getting, mid to high 60s at least. But we're gonna have mid 80s Thursday through Friday, uh, Thursday through Saturday this week. So, and, which means that the yeah. pancake breakfast on Saturday is gonna be a beautiful day. Sweet, which is great. Yeah. It's usually a good day, but mm-hmm. a couple times when yeah, you know, there's been like a pandemic which right. has ruined things yeah. or uh, you know some rain, but. Looks like Saturday's going to be a real nice day for Judy, and I'm pretty sure Judy Matt will be joining us sometime this week, although I don't know when. Hopefully with pancakes. No, she'll bring other food for us, ah. but uh, you know she's uh, she's good that way. Yeah, anyway. And, and little chance for rain all week long, by the way, which is, again, good news and bad news, because there's also a warning for the potential for fire hazard because of the dry conditions. We also got some confirmation that later on this morning, I think, in fact, uh, through most of the week, we'll be giving away Thunderbird hockey tickets. Uh, playoff tickets. We don't know whether it's going to be game one or game two because the uh, Wilkes-Barre Hershey series is still going on. Mm-hmm. That'll all be resolved tonight. So we'll know whether it's game one or game two, but we'll give away tickets a little bit later on today. Yeah. So, well, they can't get it straight down in Pennsylvania down there. Hershey, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, uh, whatever. Um, I did not watch the Kentucky Derby. I watched the, uh, I watched the replay of it mm-hmm. and I, I saw it in, in an aerial view uh, which was very, very cool. And it was like one of these things that, you know, it pointed out exactly where um, uh, Rich Strike was mm-hmm. in the back of the pack. Yeah. And, it, you know, you only have two minutes here. It's not It's not like you've got all day. You know, it's not like the the Daytona 500 or the Indianapolis 500 where it takes all day right. to uh, to move up into the into the pack or, or to the front of the, the, you know, the front of the line. This horse comes from freaking nowhere outside the race wasn't even in the race no it was like until the day before the race another horse got scratched and all of a sudden rich strike enters into the race as an 81 shot yeah and then comes from behind to to beat a a four to one shot epicenter yep and i mean it's like it's like this hasn't happened that an 80 to one shot has won in I don't need, I don't know if it ever happened, but well, it's but it was what a what a hell of a race. Yeah, and, and such an outside shot that the owners of this long shot, Rich Strike, they're saying, well, geez, I guess maybe we'll enter the next triple crown. <laughs> they weren't yeah. even planning to go to Pimlico in Baltimore no. and enter the Preakness, but now they're like, okay, well, I guess maybe we better go do the second leg of the dirt of the uh, triple crown. I mean, think about this: mm-hmm. if you if you come in last place. Mm-hmm. 
at the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. you win like nothing. Right. I think you get like a free T-shirt, maybe a bumper sticker. Sure. Maybe there's a bobblehead. Yep. I don't even think it's that. You get I think a, get a mint julep, maybe. But you got to pay for that. They're, <laughs> not getting, they're not giving away your mint juleps for free at Churchill yeah. Downs. You're not thinking of winning anything. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. We get to go. Uh, we get to go race in the Kentucky Derby. Yep. And within two minutes, you've just been written a check for one point eight six million dollars. Right. Now the horse gets none of that. Yeah. I should point out because with the hooves, it's impossible to endorse the check. Wow. But nevertheless, never thought of that before. It's a good point. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You start the day off thinking, mm-hmm. well, this is this kind of a hoot. We're going to be in the Kentucky Derby. And then you're winning it, and you win you $1.86 million. Yeah. It's a, that's unbelievable. Uh, we watched the Derby. I was uh, with a date, and we... Had, a Derby date. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it was, actually, because we had a wager, the two of us, on the Derby. And so then we had a little extra incentive to actually watch and get the results since we had a... This is one of these creepy friend. date type of bets where... Yeah, absolutely. Had, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm really? Not, I'm not telling you what... The, what the stakes were, but yes, it was one of those. I almost don't really want to know what the stakes were, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm going to bet because you've now seen this woman a couple of times yes. that they were a little bit better than a handshake. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That a boy, Davy. Uh, yeah. That <laughs> a boy. And I did win, so yet to be paid off. By the way, so we're going to work on that. But we um. So it's still plenty of chances for her to break out of this ma- yeah. out of this relationship oh, yeah. before she has to pay. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we were in Boston. We took a you know sort of a overnight trip to Boston, and we went out with her brother and her sister-in-law to a Mexican restaurant. Now I don't know. That's kind of mixing metaphors there because people in the Mexican restaurant were wearing Mexican hats. The Derby was on the TV, and people are drinking like Mexican drinks instead of mint juleps at this Mexican restaurant. So it's all sort of like jumbled together there. And we actually You can cultural appropriate all you want if there's a if there's a if there's something on the line here sexually. <laughs> quite all right. I didn't say that. Like every culture of the world can understand what you're getting at. You're assuming too much. You're damn right I am. Maybe you're not. I want to keep doing it too. So anyway, the the Derby's on the TV screen. We're enjoying our dinner and we missed it, of course. Because there is like you said, it's only two minutes and we you know we're checking every once in a while we're enjoying the conversation and then and it was like, oh, we just we just missed it. So then we got to make sure we don't pay attention to the TV, right? Because we we don't want to know because her brother had taped it. We're going to go back to his house afterward and watch the replay. So there weren't like people yelling and screaming. No, no, really, people, people weren't paying attention at all. The, the, the sound wasn't up, and I, I don't think really anybody cared that was in the Mexican restaurant. As I say, maybe in another restaurant they'd care about the Derby. I don't know. So we missed the whole thing, but then we did go back and watch the replay of it. It took it took her brother and her sister-in-law probably about 10 or 15 minutes to figure out the TV cuz they just don't do that. They don't oh watch. Oh my god. Yeah, they they're like oh something's wrong here. We got to turn the TV off whatever. And then they're like fast forwarding to the end of the race and they got beyond the race to the point where they're showing the winners, you know, yeah. and the interviews are being conducted. We're like, "No, no, no, go." Reverse it. Go back. And then so we're rewinding back through, and you're seeing all the highlights in reverse. Have you met this other couple yet? I mean, is this the first time you're meeting? First time. It's the first time. First time, yes. (sighs) Do you start having second doubts about getting involved in this family in any way? (laughs) No, it's it's, it's perfectly dysfunctional, just like I am. I I mean, every family has their level of dysfunction. Right. That's perfectly fine. Yes. 
You're there to watch the race, right. and they've done nothing but screw it up since you got to their place. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I, I can't judge because I see myself there sometimes. I've been there. I've done that. I've screwed that technology up. Yes, I can run the board here at the radio station like you're doing and f- figure out all sorts of you know complicated like back-selling maneuvers and back-time the song and do all that. And I, I can't work the remote sometimes. I get puzzled. So, I, you know, I have a little soft spot there. So. You're way too apologetic for these people. I'm going to cut them some you're slack. The- you are there to, to see who won the Kentucky Derby, the fe- the most exciting two minutes in sports. And he's, uh, you know, he's dinking around with a remote, not getting anywhere. And I mean, I, I would, I mean, you know, I'm a pretty patient guy. Right? You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not an intolerant fella. Mm-hmm. But at some point I'm like, give me the damn remote and I'll do it for you. I couldn't have, I wouldn't do, I, you know, you can't do that. It's the first time you're meeting the guy. I mean, you can't do that. Anyway, he got it figured out with the help of his wife. And we did watch the end of the Derby there in comfort and... I did win. We just picked one horse each. My nope. horse beat her horse, and so we'll see what happens. But nobody nobody picked Rich Strike. No. God, no. At 881. No. Now, did you did you watch, did you see anything of it, or did you just I, happen I, to catch the I replay? Just, I just caught the, uh, the replay. Yeah, uh, hopefully neither, with no technological problems in your Well, you know, neither one of us are feeling real good. Mm-hmm. You know, so we weren't watching a whole hell of a lot of TV to begin with, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, I, I saw, you know, I'm getting notifications on my phone that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the race is over. And I, I go back and I look at the at the replay and they're and they're showing, you know, Rich Strike making this huge jump forward mm-hmm. and, you know, laying back for a while. But then all of a sudden making its move and boom, all of a sudden it crushes the horse that was supposed to win. You know, and, and I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be all kinds of ramifications for the horse that lost this thing. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the oats aren't as good. the uh, The sweat towel isn't uh, is soft. His uh, his stud price has just gone down into the toilet. Yeah, he's going to get maybe the uh, instant oats instead of the real stuff. Yeah, no. right. They, like yeah, right. The the, the minute oats. Yeah. those aren't nearly as good. Yeah, yeah no, right. no. So well, you know, he's 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 going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll have um, um, more about uh, the derby with Scott Cohen after oh, yeah. seven o'clock. Sure, I'm course. sure. Yes, he'll have plenty. And by the way, when you do watch the derby race in reverse like we were doing for a portion until they figured the thing out yes it's kind of weird because you're seeing the horses run backward it's sort of like that old line i forget the comedian that did the joke about if you watch jaws and then you put it in reverse and watch jaws backwards it's like watching a shark throw up people on the beach it's an interesting point think about that i didn't really think about that <laughs> you could do that with all sorts of movies yes you could <laughs> It's 622 with back Stephen, dave and rock 102 looking for 102 springfield's classic rock at 628 and Pearl Jam and Rock 102. Back Steve and Dave today. Without the Steve part, he is out sick. Maybe contracting something from Bax. Who knows? Did you guys uh, exchange any fluids? No, no, not this week. All right. Um, hopefully, hopefully it'll uh, it'll stay that way. But uh, hopefully, be back tomorrow too. All right. Mid to high 60s for today and tomorrow, with a warning for potential fire hazard until eight o'clock tonight. And now it's time for today. I learned. Well, actually, before you start, yes. should just say that uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. All right, I'm not playing the intro again. Not, not necessary. Consider it played. So, today I learned that Shaquille O'Neal, the one-time NBA superstar, turned, what is he, Miami cop now or something like that? He was, a, I don't know if he's still a cop. He was a cop. He's done a lot of things, but he's, uh, he's very much involved in... In law enforcement. Yes, and also involved in investing on a big-time basis. He invests in almost everything. And 
Today I learned that Shaq was one of the original investors in Google. So really? He, he's guy's pretty smart. He may look kind of dumb, but he's he's pretty smart. No, no. Shaq is uh, Shaq is the real deal. You yeah. listen to the Shaq talk, like really, actually talk, right? And uh, the things he talks about. Yeah, he's a pretty sharp dude. Talk like that, but but then who is that? What? I think it's Shaquille O'Neal. Oh yeah, good. Uh, so he invested in Google and he invested in Vitamin Water. He was one of the original investors in both of those. But it says he passed. On Starbucks, because he didn't drink coffee. Now that, you know, well, you can't do that just because you don't like something. It doesn't mean that millions and millions of other people wouldn't. So that's his big mistake. Well, I don't know if that's a mistake. I mean, if he can't endorse the product, mm-hmm. then, you know, why should he go ahead and spend his money? It's, it's his money. Yeah, we just get one of his NBA superstar friends to endorse Starbucks. Did you ever see the movie uh, Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks? One of the best. One like, of the most underrated great, movies of all time. Great movie. He, yep. he, uh, he has to defend his life after he dies mm-hmm. in heaven. Yep. And he's he's being questioned why he didn't invest in Casio when he had the chance. Yep. And he said, because I didn't think, uh, you know, what was Casio? I mean, sure, I mean, they make great uh, calculators, but much else. And then he would have won like $10 million if he had done that. Yep. Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. In That's de- right. Defending your life. Hey, yep. Very good one. Put it on your list, by the way. And that is today I learned in the absence of Steve Nagel, who will return tomorrow. 633. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So, Max 22 News reporting that uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno and Health Services Commissioner Helen Calton Harris will officially honor Springfield's black barber shops. They will join with the owner of the Final Touch Barbershop, the Trust Transfer Project, and others to celebrate black Barbership Appreciation Month. That'll happen in collaboration with Mental Health Awareness Month. And according to Mayor Sarno, they're proud to acknowledge and recognize and honor Springfield's Black Barbershops as part of that big Appreciation Month. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very and cool. And maybe he should go in and get a cut. Just, you know. I, I literally just had a cut like a week ago. No, I'm not saying him. I think Mayor Sarno should go. I mean, he's got that fantastic hair. He needs to get that thing styled every once in a while. Yeah, he ought to go yeah. into one of these shops and have, you know. The mayor is very particular. First of all, his father was a was a barber. Yeah. And uh, that's why his hair is always so perfect. And it can't be messed with. It can't. You can't just go up to the mayor and, uh, and muss up his hair. One, I think it'll pop you right in the nut. And then <laughs> secondly... Uh, you know, I, I, I th- it, the hair is so perfect, it just mm-hmm. falls right back into place. Yeah. It's got the perfect cut, no matter what you do with it. It's always going to wake up perfectly. And, yeah, I just learned the same thing that you mentioned, that uh, Mayor Sarno's dad, Al the Barber Sarno, mm-hmm. was a staple in the community. So how about that? So it is, obviously it touches home with our mayor. Without a question. Uh, the event will take place at 1030 in the morning, Today at the final touch barbershop. So yeah, okay, I, I say we head on out there after the show is over. Well, again, I I just got a cut, um, and uh, I'm very happy with it. It's not the uh, you know I'm not being particular. Just you know you you know, you, you go with who you're comfortable with, and, yeah. and right now I just don't need one. Well, and I you and I go to the same barber by the way, the one right uh, off of the um, oh Tony's r- famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Love it there. Did you get your nose hair done? No, you've said that before, and I haven't done that. I uh, do my own. I have my own little trimmer, and I get yeah, I get I, in there I've, and do it myself. I've got them too, and and yet it, it doesn't do. 
Listen, mm-hmm. when you get your nose uh, waxed mm-hmm. at Tony's, um, it's like it's as smooth as a baby's bottom. You know, I do get my ear. They do the ear hair, though. They and that's, do that. That's like a growing problem yeah, as no, you I, get older. I've, I've got that, too. But mm-hmm. then they don't, I, I don't take the wax in the ears. Mm-hmm. I do the, the wax in the nostrils. Right. And I got to tell you, anyone who says, oh, that sounds so painful... Yes, but it's a glorious pain. Well, you're a swarthier individual than me. You got you probably got more nostril hair than I do to Listen, begin with. So this rich Mediterranean skin, the the, the Portuguese in me, yeah. you could cut my hair. You could cut my hair, and if I pushed real hard, it would just be back in an hour. Well, you could take all that extra hair out of your nose there and create your own Brillo pad for crying out loud. Do I have to come over there and t- teach you a lesson? Because don't don't start with me. <laughs> oh, I'm not making fun. I think it's a practical use for that hair that's going down the drain otherwise. Yeah, that's maybe you're right. All right. So look into that. Hey, in Chicopee, nearly all city employees who worked through the COVID-19 pandemic will get a $3,000 stipend to thank them. How about that? I like a $3,000 stipend. The city council in Chicopee approving spending money from the city's free cash account to reward employees who worked hard through the pandemic. And also it's to retain employees. So sort of an incentive to keep working hard in Chicopee. I think our uh, radio group could maybe take a page out of that playbook. Except I I don't think they will. We've been working hard through the pandemic and otherwise. Listen, other than the couple of times that I was sick, you know, with the COVIDs Mm -hmm. and uh, with the respiratory infection of Mm -hmm. which I am still healing from. Right. I walked in here like a man and did my job. That's what I did. Right. Well, that's like what a, I'm like saying. a man. That's when why why shouldn't we get a little extra kickback for that? That's all I'm saying. Just a, doesn't have to be three thousand dollars. You know, I mean, think of the sacrifices that you and I made. Yes. You were across the hall for over a year, and here I am. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Yeah, you know, carrying the show on my broad masculine shoulders. There I mean, it go. was very difficult. I'm just saying a little something something wouldn't be too bad. Meantime, in Waitley, they had the 12th annual Western Mass Mother's Day Half Marathon yesterday. The event sponsored by Western Mass News and Yankee Candle, 100% of the proceeds benefiting Cancer Connection Incorporated, a local organization that provides resources for people living with cancer as well as for their families and for caregivers. Walkers were also welcome to the event with a nine-mile walking course yesterday. Speaking of uh, of cancer fundraisers, mm-hmm. I did that Raise a Hope event yeah. at uh, the Iron Duke yeah. in Ludlow. Yeah, how'd that go? Really good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was yeah, I was really happy with it. Nice uh, group of people. It's a wicked cool uh, you know bar inside. Mm-hmm. You know they did a really nice job making it look really 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 badass. And uh, and I had a beer and it was delicious. I must say. All right. I had one single beer and then I said, ooh. I think I gotta go lie down. Not yeah. because of the beer, but yeah. because of the respiratory infection. So the beer combined with the inhaler, maybe? Did you? Um, no, actually, I don't see anything on any of the medication that says I couldn't be drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, carry on then. Yeah, but but no, it was a very nice event. So thanks. All right. Uh, to the Rays of Hope and to Iron Duke for having me, and thanks to everybody that uh, that came out and uh, donated their time and their uh, their money. All right. Well, speaking about beer and partying. Mardi Gras, of course, in New Orleans is a big party, but a study also finds that it breeds genital herpes like no other event. Wow, what a shocker. Right, no, but you are going to be shocked at some of the other cities on the list, which I'll get to at the end of this story. A team from a website called stdcheck.com. Who knew there was such a thing? Okay. Congrats to those people. Again, stdcheck.com reporting that New Orleans had the highest prevalence of genital herpes cases in a study of 30 U.S. cities. 
Now, would you like to guess the other U.S. cities that rate high on this list for STDs? Now, New Orleans, I said, no shock. You're right about You're that. You're right. I mean, you give somebody a hurricane, right. and that's what's going to happen. Yes. How about some of the others? <clears throat> go ahead. I'm just going to go on a real whim mm-hmm. and say Springfield, Massachusetts <laughs> is high on the list. Springfield, Mass, not on the list. I think maybe not a large enough city to be included in this study. Actually, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. No. I seem to recall maybe like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Springfield was one of the uh, the top 10 markets for syphilis. Really? Yes. Wow. And I know it's been number one for asthma before, but that's improving. Yes. And I don't even know why mm-hmm. uh, we got it. Maybe because it's a mountainous valley region. Could be. Well, in case you're wondering, the top five metropolitan areas for the highest rates of genital herpes are, and uh, I'll just go backward from number five. Okay. Orlando. Yep. Charlotte. Yep. And Cincinnati. Okay. Five, four, three. And number two, nipping on the heels of New Orleans. Are you ready? Yes. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Home of the Mormons. No kidding. How about that? Hmm. Makes you, you think. You know, I spent a year on the air there for the flagship of the Utah Jazz, an ESPN affiliate doing morning drive in Salt Lake City. Right. I found out the Mormons party pretty hard. They don't like to brag about it, but you know, they're supposed to be non drinkers. <laughs> No, that's not true. No, it's like once a month they break those rules. They just don't really brag about it, or there's no selfies being taken. But it's hey, going on. Hey, listen, you know, every, every, to each their own. Yeah. Who am I to judge? What's the number one? Uh, New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's right, New Orleans. Yes. Yeah, right. So congratulations, and if you're planning on maybe visiting some of those cities, you might want to pick something else. Yeah, the good news is you can't catch it twice. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, if you uh, qualify for this year's survey, you may not necessarily qualify for next year's. That's a good thing to know. But of course, it's it doesn't go away. That's the problem. Even though you can't get it twice, the well, first time doesn't I mean, go away. You can go into remission. Yeah, you can you manage know? it, I suppose. Yes, right? I mean, well, from what from what I'm being told, <laughs> right. I, I'm not uh, a carrier uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, there's no reason to believe that I would be. So, uh, yeah. Well, good luck. And good luck with your travels this summer. If you're planning on going to some of those cities, just make I sure really, you... I, I really uh, am disappointed, though, that Springfield did not rate higher. Well, you know, maybe let's check the stats. Maybe we can find some stats to see where Springfield would rank if they were included well, I mean, we in have, the study. I'm sure we have just as many irresponsible people not using condoms as any other city in America. You're right. All right, I'm going to look up the percentage for Springfield to see if we can find that and compare it to the top five cities, and then we can maybe have a you know, Yes, if you could do result. your research, that would be great. Now come back here tomorrow, and we'll talk about it. Well, we can do it coming up next. It's 642 now. As for the weather for today, mid-60s today and tomorrow, with a warning for the potential of some fire hazard because of the dry conditions, that warning from the National Weather Service until about 8 o'clock tonight we do have the mass hat coming up next and if i can i'll find those stats about stds in springfield straight ahead on rock 102 rock 102 and tommy car auto rock 102 springfield's classic rock at 649 and the rolling stones are back steve and dave and rock 102 we're gonna have mid 60s for today and uh, lots of sunshine for pretty much the rest of the week so an elevated concern about fire hazard uh rock 102 and the tommy car auto group want to help you kick off the summer you could win a weber grill a $100 Big Y gift certificate, and a $100 Bertelli's Liquors gift certificate all in time to celebrate Memorial Day. You can enter at rock102.com for your chance to win. Kick off the summer with a great prize package from the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, we were talking about STDs before and the fact that New Orleans is number one among all U.S. cities and places like Cincinnati and Orlando and even Salt Lake City in the top five. And you were asking about Springfield. And the closest I could hum, come here was from um, nineteen, or excuse me, twenty twenty. 
a study for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention listing Springfield as 58th place in the United States, which is actually pretty high. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of cities and towns in this country. Right. But you would like to see us, you know, really kind of pushing the needle, so to speak, mm-hmm. so our numbers can be a little bit better. I mean, I'd like to see us in the top 10 next year. All right. Well, in some be- disease, you know, some sexually tr- transmitted. Let's 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 bring back. Uh, a good round of chlamydia to everybody here in Springfield. Well, there were 2,020 different chlamydia cases, according to this report. Okay, There you go. We also had 819 cases of gonorrhea. Okay. How are we doing? How are our scabies numbers? Doesn't have that. Damn. Sadly. It's too bad. But 22 cases of syphilis reported in this study for STDs Mm. in Springfield. Again, we got to get cracking. I don't know if those are annual stats. But they were reported in 2020. So in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And our numbers seem to be down. Right. Mm, yeah. Imagine that. No. Well, I'm, hopefully, hopefully uh, next year we'll uh, we'll be on the turnaround and get back on track. Yeah. Get cracking. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Well, this guy gets a crown for being a mass hat, but also for sort of being a hero while he's being a mass hat. Port Arthur, Texas, which is east of Houston, this guy snuck onto a property last month and stole somebody's push mower. Okay. But he took it for a spin first, and in security footage from the household where he stole the push mower, you can see he apparently mows their lawn before he leaves with their mower. Well, it's the least he can do. Right? You, know, you don't want to leave somebody in the lurch. He started mowing the backyard, and then the security footage showing him moving to the front yard. And then, of course, he, he left with the push mower. But police caught up with him. He abandoned the mower in an alley. But he got away, and cops are still looking for the guy in Port Arthur, Texas. Now, wouldn't that be crazy if the guy just mowed a trail to where he was hiding out? Yeah. Like, he didn't realize that, you know, that all they had to do was follow the cut grass. Yeah. It's kind of like when somebody leaves a food trail of something there. Yes. Wow. It's exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Except here, he abandoned them. I'm going to guess he abandoned the mower when it ran out of gas, right? Well, no, no. It was a push mower. Oh, it doesn't say whether it doesn't say whether Could, it was a, a gas-powered push mower or a regular. Doesn't push mower. say that it's self-propelled. True. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I, yes, a, a good reporter would have had that. You're right. And well, what, thank God we're not saddled with one. Yeah. And what I want to know is, what's his motivation for doing that? Does he think maybe, well, if I get caught, then the cops will cut me some slack because I'm doing a good deed at the same time, or does he just have OCD? He's like, oh God, I can't. I've just stolen this mower, but I I can't leave those grass clippings uncut i don't know um you know, lawnmower thievery i don't know i never thought of that as an ocd reaction to anything but yes. if i'll tell you what if somebody wanted to cut my lawn and take the take the thing away maybe fix it yeah. uh, go right at it. Well, I could, it i could use someone to start doing my lawn well plus he as i said he did leave the mower itself in an abandoned alley so i'm sure the owners got it back well, that's or unless it's considered evidence and now they have to seize it. Right. Could be. Uh, by the way, the crime occurred on April 1st, which is April Fool's April Day. April Fool's Day. No yep. indication that that was some kind of prank, though. The guy may not have been that sharp. Looks like a prank, though. April Fool's Day and someone's mowing your lawn, mm-hmm. taking your mower. Yeah. That looks like a gag to me. And I might as well throw in another mass hat nominee here as well. This person went random on social media 
for coming up with a way to tell if your baby name is too weird to consider. So a lot of people like, you know, thinking of weird names for their babies, but they're not sure if they want to go all the way and name their kid this weird name. Right. So what this one person did is they went to Starbucks and they had the Starbucks barista serve them up a cup of coffee with that name. You know how they write the they write your name on the cup. Sure. So you can learn two things from this according to this. You'll learn if the barista can spell the name. So that's test number one. Is the name easy enough to spell? Right. Because that could be a deterrent if you're going to name your child something weird. Then, can the barista pronounce the name? Also a key indicator. And thirdly, how will random people react when they hear it? See, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, How do people react when they hear a real stupid, stupid name? I've always been a a very big believer you never want to name your children something that's going to get them beat up. Yes. I, th- I think I was okay with Dashel, even though it's an odd name, but he shortened it to Dash. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. But but you probably never got bullied because your name was Dave. No. Right? No. You probably got bullied for other reasons. Sure. But yeah. not because of that. I got stuck in a locker one time, but people that didn't like me back before I could defend myself. How long did it take you to get out? I was screaming and yelling and banging. Some thank God somebody let me out within like I, I think a minute, or I would have. Because I have, I have claustrophobia. I would have gone absolutely crazy. Really? Yeah, I think I might not be here today. Huh. Otherwise, huh. anyway, the person something to consider for down the road. <laughs> right. Well, you're gonna find. Listen, I'm a lot bigger than I used to be. Then you're gonna have to find a pretty big locker to shove me in. The person, by the way, who did this study at Starbucks with the name of the kid that they wanted, posted it on a website. And they were thrilled, by the way, when every barista could spell and pronounce the name they wanted to use, Xanthi. Xanthi. That's X-A-N-T-H-E. And every barista spells... Is that right? Yes. That's shocking to me. I would have said uh, the dude with the... First name that begins with the letter X. Right. That's what I would have done. Yep. And apparently... All the fans in Starbucks had good reactions to the name, or they were just minding their own business, one or the other. Nah, that's probably more likely. 656 with back Steve and Dave minus the Steve part. He'll return tomorrow. We've got the 102 second sports coming up next on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. Between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It's coming up on 7 a.m. By the way, Scott Cohen will join us to talk some sports in about 10 minutes. Hang in for that. We'll talk Kentucky Derby and other stuff. As for the weather today, mid to high 60s with a warning for the potential of a fire hazard until about 8 o'clock tonight because of the dry conditions. We'll have low 70s on Wednesday and then mid 80s from Thursday through Saturday this week. The weather is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Basketball. The Bucks are up on the Celtics 2-1 in that playoff series. And another game tonight in Milwaukee set for 7.30. You could catch it. On our sister station, Laser 98.5. In hockey, the Bruins beat the Hurricanes 5-2 yesterday to even that playoff series at two games apiece. And the Bruins are at Carolina tomorrow night for game five at seven. You'll also be able to hear that on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Other playoff action last night in the NHL or yesterday afternoon, Minnesota-St. Louis, Toronto-Tampa Bay, and Edmonton 
L.A. all tied two games apiece following the action yesterday. The Springfield Thunderbirds still waiting for an opponent and in a schedule for their first AHL playoff game this year. And we'll have tickets to either game one or game two coming up, so keep it here on Rock 102 for your shot at those. And uh, Tommy Cross will be joining us later this week as well. Baseball, the Red Sox lost to the White Sox 3-2. to two. And $140 million second baseman Trevor Story continuing to slump 0 for 4 with three strikeouts yesterday. But at least they have better food at Fenway Park now. According to a study, Aramark Sports and Entertainment manages the concessions at Fenway, and they've introduced several new items, including the Fluffer Nutter Fries, which is a snack that features sweet potato fries topped with crushed peanuts, peanut sauce, and marshmallow cream. No idea what the calorie count is for that. And also something called Ming's Bings. Brown rice flatbread wraps available in veggie stuff, plant-based sausage and pepper, and buffalo cauliflower variations. That's enough to make you forget about Trevor Story's slump. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax covers the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. His view from the couch is next on Rock 102. When it comes to choosing a roofing contractor, you... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I wouldn't typically do two Kentucky Derby stories on the same day unless it was absolutely necessary. But since the alternative is to talk about the dead last place Boston Red Sox, I'm willing to talk about just about anything else. In this case, I happen to have some observations about what happened on Saturday at Churchill Downs. As you know... The Derby was won by Rich Strike, who at 80-1 to 1 odds was a late addition and stage one of the greatest come-from-behind victories in horse racing history. So what does the winner of the Kentucky Derby get for staging such a comeback? Well, it's like this. While the horse gets toweled off and uh, another gets a, 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 like a fistful of oats and a salt lick, the owner of the horse gets to enjoy a cash payout of $1.86 million, more than 60% of the entire purse. At 80-1 to 1 odds, Rich Strike was expected to win nothing. But after winning and beating Epicenter, the odds-on favorite to win, uh, what does the uh, what does Epicenter win uh, for coming in second? A whole lot less. He gets a crappier towel, an inferior fistload of oats, and he can just forget all about that salt lick. Because by coming in second place, you only take home $600,000. And just to be clear, that money does not go directly to the horse. It goes to everybody else, the owner, the jockey, the trainers, the guy that drove the truck goes to everybody but the horse who, in fairness, did most of the work because you can't have a horse endorse a check, of course. This also means that by the time Rich Strike retires from racing, his reward will be to spend the rest of his life being put out to stud, which frankly sounds a little more interesting than what I had planned during my retirement, which is only 3,415 days away from today. Meanwhile, four-to-one shots like Epicenter have a whole lot of explaining to do. Like, how did you let a horse with absolutely no chance of winning beat you at the Kentucky Derby? If that were my horse, I'd want some answers. Otherwise, somebody would be looking for a one-way ticket to have their bones ground up into a mild adhesive compound, and I don't think anybody really wants that. But hey, enough of my yappings. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You paint houses, commercial buildings? You need to get to know Josh at the Liberty Street Rockies, the brand new, reorganized, and beautiful Rockies location. If you're a painting contractor, Josh speaks your language. The Liberty Street Rockies painting department now has contractors-only entrances. Check that out. And Josh at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 707 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Oh, Frank, going to have baseball weather Thursday through Saturday yeah. this week. We got mid 80s coming uh, today, mid 60s and dry conditions at least. I say this every week and I mean this sincerely from the bottom of my no, heart. No, you don't. Uh, don't it even, is always a sheer delight don't to even welcome go there. back Scott Cohen into the studio. Buddy, come on. Stop being a big fat phony. You know that's not, not true. Not being phony at all, Scotty. You know that I. Uh, it's nothing but sincerity with me. Sure. Okay. Nothing but. I'll take it. Well, speaking of phony, since we talked about baseball a moment ago, how about the second baseman for the Red Sox? $140 million for what? Man. For what? 194. He's yeah. batting dip below the Mendoza line. Well, his strikeout percentage, though, is 333. He struck out three times, <laughs> 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. 194. That's that's an that poor bastard. I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I feel sorry for him. Yeah, we can all identify. We've been oh my there. gosh! No, 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 we can't. Oh, now, with failure, we no, can't. Come so on. We, can, we can all understand failure. I don't think we can understand getting traded to a team that is nose diving into dead last place. Mm-hmm. Why? Why in the? I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, unless you're like a diehard baseball fan, which I mean, you know. I, you know, we follow it because, you know, this is kind of what we do for our work. Right. And I'm supposed to follow it closer than you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't as much as I used to. But, I mean, did you really even know who Trevor Story was? I mean, did, did, you know, no. may, maybe. If, heard the if, name. Heard, you the, heard name. the name. Yeah. If you told me Mike Trout were coming Boom. to Boston, yeah, I would know that. But so you're so at, at the at the just at the start of all this, you're paying a guy that you really don't even know who he is. A hundred and forty million dollars to play second base for you that you didn't even you didn't even need to uh, to. Uh, hire a guy like that no and then he comes in and he's just guys just you know pooping all over himself well so the red sox have now lost five straight five straight thankfully it is not the longest losing streak in baseball we can uh, be you know all we can be thankful we all be thankful of that but you know you know here you are i mean it's you're now 10 games out of first place it's only march uh, may 9th yep it's going to get worse and worse and you wonder is this one of those situations where they're just holding back, like they sometimes do, and then make a run for it later? I mean, are they the uh, are they the Kentucky Derby winner of baseball? Yeah, this. I mean, if you know, I think we all have short memories. You know, I, last year kind of started off like this. They were terrible out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, there's, st- I mean, there's still some time left. But you met, you made a very good point. What is it? It's May 9th mm-hmm. today. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all right, you got you have you have two more weeks. You have two more weeks before you're in trouble, because if you're, you know, if you're t- ten games out of first place, and there's and the and the plug is hanging out of the socket in the life support machine, and yep. you're like showing no signs of anything at all, then you've got in two weeks you've got a, you got a problem. Hard to make up ground at that point. The, the Red Sox are bad, but they're not Cincinnati Reds bad. They're not. And, no. But you know what? They're but Cincinnati. It's like you know they're. If you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, you kind of expect that. You don't, you know, people don't. I guess people aren't paying that kind of money to watch a team like this in in the Boston market. No, not not at all. But you know, on the other hand, I mean, as 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 bad as they are, uh, you know, there's other things going on. I mean, you've got the the Celtics, who I don't even even behind in the series. I don't think they're out of it. They're not not at all. Um, I think you know the the Bruins may be more of a question than the Celtics are. But I mean, I I still think the Celtics have got. 
some life here. I mean, you know, Milwaukee's a tough They're freaking tough. team. They're and Giannis is a NBA champions. They have arguably the top player in the league playing on their team. Boston did fine the other night. Uh, you know, they they almost won the game. Um, their problem was is that they you know they took they took two quarters they took a quarter completely off. Yeah. Uh, that like the third quarter they just decided you know all right we're we've got a lead we're not gonna we're just not gonna play for. Well, I've always know, for, found the third was is always the least interesting too. I mean, if it were me, <laughs> if I were professional, I'd hold back too. It's sort yeah. of like the Tuesday of the. It's a Tuesday. Oh, of, yeah, of the, yeah, of the exactly. NBA yeah, week. yeah. Like tomorrow, tomorrow's show is gonna exactly. yeah, suck. Exactly. It's gonna stink. But everyone knows it. Yeah, well we look, we've got we've got what hopefully 3 weeks a month left to have to kick the Bruins and Celtics around. Yeah. I think And I, then after that, then we've got, you know, we've got the Red Sox to <laughs> then we just watch the Sox and hope that hope the training camp for the Patriots turns around and looks at least a little bit promising. And you know, the other thing about the Red Sox is, you know, uh, Devers and um and Bogarts are are both in line for big big money contracts. They had a chance to sign both of them, you know, during the offseason at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. And, and they I, th- I think both of the players called their called the offers um, embarrassing. Or yeah. I know one of them did. Yeah. So, you know, are they so I mean, those guys are the two bright spots. They're the future. They're unsigned and they couldn't get they they should have gotten both of those guys uh, inked up. At the beginning of the year, they didn't do it. So now what? They they disappear and, and well, it goes from bad and, to worse. And by inked up, you you mean uh, sign, not I do. not tattooed. Not tattooed. No. Okay, no. They're going to take care right. of it. They can pay for their own. If they could tattoo a baseball once in a while, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> but you know, in a case like that, there's risk on both sides because you got a whole season to go. You can say, well, you know, maybe now's the time they should be playing as hard as they can to maximize their earning potential once the season is over with. But, man, it's a marathon you're talking about. It's here. a marathon. And that's and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we can, like I said, give it, you know, give it two, three, we- three weeks and see what happens. Because the baseball season is a marathon. It's a, it's, it's a long, long year. You never, you never know. And I guess I, I read something this morning. Chris Sale was expected back in June. You know, he had a fractured rib. And, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's damaged goods even when he's not. He had a, he had a medical issue yep. uh, that was non-baseball related, not orthopedic in any way. And so he's probably not due back until the end of June. So, I mean, if he comes back and he can keep himself healthy, you never know. But they've shown no, no signs of life whatsoever. Well, and you mentioned uh, the Bruins and the Celtics. You didn't mention the Thunderbirts, though. And, you know, they, you love you love buddy. You love the Thunderbirts. I love it. You I love, love it. I love it. And, you, and love it. Uh, you know, we have Tommy Cross, our good buddy who joins us Thursdays and we have tickets to give away. To a playoff game, we still don't know when game one and game two will be or against whom at this point. Well, maybe if this keeps up, I'll be, we'll be talking about Thunderbirds hockey on the maybe. 4th of July for crying out loud. Well, it's, it's funny. I was mentioning uh, last week, I cannot remember the last time that this station had playoff tickets for Springfield hockey. No doubt. I can't remember. I mean, I know we, we must have. I just don't have any recollection. It was a foregone conclusion that 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 whatever Springfield uh, AHL team we had never never made the playoffs. Yeah, and so. and here you are. They're not just making the playoff. They're one of the best teams in the they're league. They're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. And and I do support the team a lot. I even wear my um, ski cap, my Springfield Thunderbird ski cap proudly. And with the weather we're having, I'm going to I was going to say, I should have needed to borrow it well, on the way in here this morning. So, <laughs> so Bax brought up the Kentucky Derby sure. in relation to the Red Sox. And maybe the chance of still coming back. Look, if that horse came from all the way from hey, back to win. It's possible. Right? But, you know, but, but again, um, and I do want to talk about the Derby, yes. but... 
with uh, just on the Red Sox one more time. If mm-hmm. they ju- if there was just any any signs of life whatsoever, yeah. but they're just okay. there's nothing. There's, there's nothing there. There's not even a pulse. Anytime you've watched, I, I've even you know watched an inning. I'm going, man, this is like the deadest, no, it's the worst, boring game I've ever seen. Ever. Ever, Terrible. Ever. So let's talk about the, uh, the the derby. First of all, this is an, an, an amazing story. A, a horse that wasn't even supposed to be running Wasn't that day even supposed to be in the race. Winds up an 80-to-1 shot, winds up beating the uh, the, the odds-on favorite, Epicenter, with this incredible come-from-behind. I mean, he this horse was way in the back of the pack. Right. And makes this huge uh, you know advance uh, to take this thing. What an incredible, incredible story that is. Yeah, well, you guys, you know, I used to cover horse racing, um, you know, back back in the day on a, on a regular basis, and um, I think the last time uh, the, the 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 other longest shot was like a ninety to one shot back in like nineteen thirteen. So this it's 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 this is like unprecedented territory. If you go back and watch the race, um, the horse made two huge moves. Um, it broke from the far gate. Um, right at the start of the race and if you watch him I mean he just he streaked all the way across the racetrack to get himself uh, close to the rail Mm -hmm. so that and you 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 use up a lot of energy when you have to do that I mean it just a lot so big move there and of course the big move at the end and one of the reasons why that may have happened is we, you know they they'll show you um, you know uh, the the quarter mile time the eighth mile time the quarter mile time yep. the quarter mile time was it was it was blistering yep. Yep. it was one of the fastest qu- opening quarter miles ever in the Kentucky Derby and they were saying that you know when when you have a they call it the the leader horse is the rabbit when you have the rabbit out there running that fast the leader you know the the favorites have to kind of keep up with that horse and they think that one of the things that happened was the the favorites burn themselves out mm-hmm. in that opening quarter mile and did not have enough gas at the end of the race and and that horse did you know i've never bought that theory i've hear i hear that all the time about you know like <clears throat> rabbits that go out at the beginning you know, the quote-unquote rabbits and road races that go out and set a fast pace and then they do that so that somebody else right. can then benefit from it but the horse that's running from the back the whole time He's expending all that energy. I mean, how can, so? How come he can do it, and the others can't hold their ground? Well, uh, that's that's a very interesting question and a good point. And so, the thing about the Kentucky Derby is it's a it's a mile and a quarter. Uh, these the horses are basically babies. They're only three years old. Mm-hmm. None of the horses in that race have ever run a mile and a quarter. Oh. It's the first there, time sure. they've mm-hmm. ever go. done it. Yep. And so, you know, you you it separates. You know, the the men from the boys a lot of times they don't know whether they can you see you hear the expression can the horse handle the distance Mm -hmm. that's what that means can can they run a a mile and a quarter the next race uh the preakness is is a little shorter than that and then the belmont is a mile and a half long and it's just it's grueling now it's grueling i saw a uh like an aerial uh video like like a drone video of of the advance of uh of uh of rich strike and what's interesting to me is that, you know, so one, so the jockey, you got to give that guy credit. Oh my gosh, just a great, the great trip, dude, great trip. Dude saw a lane and he took, took advantage it. of it. Yeah, he did. But the fact that that lane opened up twice yep. for him to take advantage of that, to me, that just sounds like pure dumb luck. In a lot of ways, there's a lot of chance at that because. 
it, you know, it, you, normally that doesn't open up. You exactly. Wouldn't, you wouldn't find that in, in, in auto racing all that often. You wouldn't find that in horse racing yep. all that often. When a horse is running, mm-hmm. it doesn't move that greatly that a horse could could you know jump that far ahead i mean it's it, it just a remarkable set of circumstances that made that happen and when you've got you know you've got tw- you got 20 some odd horses running it turn it basically just turns into a, a, a cavalry charge yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff going on there man when you watch when you watch that that uh, angle that you talked about they're bumping and banging it, it's it's a yeah it's yeah. crazy it's crazy if you really really appreciate you know what goes on in a horse race and most people don't follow it they just you know they like the color of the horse and sure. they they figure that, you know whoever wins wins but there's a lot going on in that in a race like that i think we should also point out that mint juleps are one of the most disappointing cocktails <laughs> there are oh, yeah. really are terrible hey, that's brutal you have a sugar coma after one of those and where were you did, did you actually watch it where were you when the kentucky derby unfolded uh so um because i know you posted a picture of a horse on your facebook page yep, yeah uh, so the um uh, northampton country club where i play golf say hi to everybody up at the club mm-hmm. uh they had a um they had a kentucky derby scramble um, and nine holes of golf, and then everybody came in and uh, and watched the race there. So it was, you know, were pools going. It was fun. There were like, you know, must have been, you know, 50, 60 people there. So that okay. watched it with a big group. Nice. Very cool. Hey, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be in the playoffs, uh, either game one or game two. We don't know uh, who they're playing, when they're starting off, but we happen to have tickets to, uh, to nice. one of these games. We're going to give those away right now. And then later on in the week, someone will qualify for four seats on the glass. Oh. And a chance to ride the Zamboni and get a bunch of other stuff and food vouchers. But right now, 10th caller, 293-1021, will win tickets to one of the uh, the first two playoff games Beautiful. in Springfield. Beautiful. All right. Beautiful. Very good. Scotty, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Back, Steve and Dave, minus the Steve part. He'll be back tomorrow. Led Zeppelin likes doing that with songs. They've done that two or three times where the song fades to almost nothing. I think they did it to freak out DJs like you and me. Like, um, yeah, it it uh, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. There's, an- of, there's another panic, one. Bunch of panic situations. Yeah, there's another one though. It's like even more ridiculous than that, where it fades to literally nothing to the point where sometimes it turns off the transmitter. It sends a yeah. signal to the tower, say, "Up, oh, something's wrong with the radio station." Uh, it's going to be a nice week this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly cloudy today, a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 70. Even uh, this weekend, they're talking about uh, temperatures in the low to mid-80s, including for the pancake breakfast. And we'll probably be talking, I believe, I don't know what day, we'll be talking to uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield about the uh, the pancake breakfast. Nice. If you miss uh, any part of uh, the show, like uh, say, for example, you're uh, one of the big fans of uh, of uh, Scott Cohen, and you, you, you never want to miss that mm-hmm. because there's always something, always something <laughs> that guy's one, talking about. Probably one person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can uh, listen to uh, the replay on uh, on the <laughs> on the podcast on rock102.com. You can also download it on an Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, really cool guest, uh, Horace Panther, the bass player for the band The Specials. Okay. And uh, The Specials were a ska band. A two-tone ska band back in the UK, back in the early uh, in the early eighties, uh, late seventies. Wait, does two-tone? What does that refer to exactly? Um, well, these it's, are it's not a racial thing, right? Well, actually, it was. These oh. were largely integrated bands. Okay, um, but they also included like the English Beat and Madness yep. and some of the others. Sure, but, but uh, the Specials were the ones that really spearheaded the whole thing. It's okay. a great, great, very influential band. Okay, 
And Horace also played with the uh, with general public. Remember the song Tenderness? Sure do. It was in every single John Hughes film. Sure do. And and I remember Madness big hit was Our House, but yep. I know that's not this band, but No, mm-hmm. but uh, You but, mentioned Madness. But they were all kind of together huh. in, under the same under the same, you know, blanket of of two-tone. Gotcha. It's a very interesting uh, conversation and you can hear it on rock102.com. And I got one coming up uh, next Monday that I'm really excited about. But I want, don't want to reveal too much. I'll probably uh, mention more later on in the week. But really, really cool. So, All right. There you have it. Uh, coming up, we've got a science report about how you can add years to your life just with one simple thing that you do. We'll get to that in the news straight ahead on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's a chilly start this morning, but we'll have sunshine through high You've clouds. You've got a life sunshine will prevail today. You don't want to miss a beat. But if it happens, Trinity Health of New England is ready. With comprehensive cardiovascular expertise, delivered with commitment and compassion throughout our network of hospitals and physician offices. So when you trust your care to Trinity, you won't have to hope for the best. You can set your heart on it. Trinity Health of New England. Care that's always there. Visit trinityhealthofne.org. EJS Roofing and Contractor, all your roofing needs. Skilled, trained, and certified installers, and workmanship guaranteed on asphalt shingles for five years and metal and copper roofs for 10 years. For quality work and customer satisfaction, call 413-388-9224. The Maple Leaf is your favorite neighborhood bar with daily food and drink specials, Kino, 20 draft lines, live music every Thursday and Saturday, even a heated patio area with TVs to catch your favorite sports with your favorite crowd. The Maple Leaf Pub, Arnold Street, Westfield. 732. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale. Memorial Day sale all month long. Get 1,400 hours off, plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call yankeehome.com right now. Here's Dave Coombs. So while our mayor, Dom Sarno, is going to celebrate Black Barbership Barbershop month, barbership, black barbershop month. Today at ten thirty, there are other things going around in our community you need, uh, need to know about, including three fires in West Springfield. And I'm waiting for that story to load. While we wait for that to load, I'll tell you about the New England American Pool Players Association. Yeah, that's billiards. Teams are gathering now in Western Mass, getting ready to compete for the chance to go to the World Pool Championships in Las Vegas. Hmm. Most local competitions will be taking place at the Ivory Billiard Room in Holyoke, the Brookside in Ludlow, or 410 in Chicopee. Do you play? Yeah, I used to play a lot. I wouldn't uh, say I had the competitive drive to be good, and uh, but I, you know, I, I played. You know, you know after. Usually, booze was involved in playing, and that I think that uh, you know my skills suffered as a result of it. And when you say booze, do you mean booing or al- no, alcohol? No, I think you know because it was always in a bar, and uh, alcohol was usually involved. But I was—I I, don't—I uh, haven't played in a long time. Yeah, I used to play in college. Don't play much anymore. Uh, my dad was a hustler. Actually, played for money and was pretty good at it. Really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like a. Like a, like a, like a Ralph, not Ralph Grandin, like a, like a uh, why am I blacking on the guy's name? Oh, Jackie Gleason. Like yes. a Jackie Gleason type of character? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Min- Minnesota Fats, right? Yes. That's what you're thinking of. Okay, here's the story I was referring to that finally loaded on the computer. The West Springfield Fire Department announcing Saturday night they were called to three fires within two hours. The first, a structure fire at 73 Lenny's Way in West Springfield. It also called to a brush fire and a car fire during that same period on Saturday night. No injuries were reported in each of those fires. 
22 News first reporting that story, and they're going to update if anything further is called into question. But I will say that we do have a warning from the National Weather Service about the potential for fire hazards today and tomorrow up until mm. you know, like 8 o'clock tonight and into tomorrow morning because of the dry conditions. So bear that in mind. There you go. Stuff can happen for sure. Not a good week for burning stuff. Yeah. Hey, a uh, hero Russian world champion in an international tank warfare competition. So he's in an online competition, you know, with tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. And, he, and he's the champion in Russia. Well, he died in real battle. Really? He, yeah. He was sent by Vladimir Putin into actual battles. Oh, this guy's good at being online tank commander. We send him to front line. Do you remember, um, you know, back in the in the day when Ataris uh, when Ataris were out? Sure. And you remember the, the the game that came with the Atari? Like every box came with this game called Combat. Yes. And Combat was a tank game, and it would shoot like one missile at a time, and it would go very very slow, mm-hmm. and you couldn't move the tank very well. Right. And it was maybe one of the worst games that anyone had ever put together, ever. Yes. Considering Russia's, uh, you know, lack of advancement in some ways, do you think that's how they're training these guys by could, playing combat with a 1978 Atari system? Could be. I Do- wonder. Doesn't say whether that was the international tank warfare competition the guy was good at, but in any case, Bato Bazanov, 25 years old, died in actual battle. His conflict ended in his death when his tank was hit in Ukraine. Yep. That's, uh, let's tell you what. The Atari game system from 1978, 79, even 1980. Not advanced enough for good uh, real world warfare. Yeah, I bet we've got some champions right here in the Springfield and Western Mass area probably. Sure we do. Listening like in th- right now. I'd like to think that our, uh, our young fighting men are a little bit more advanced. Speaking of fighting, it did occur in Springfield with a traffic stop leading to the seizure of an illegal firearm last week. According to Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, happened around 4.40 in the afternoon. Officers conducting a traffic stop near the intersection of Wilbraham Road and Colton Street after observing a car with a temporary paper license plate. Never a good thing. No. Especially if you're doing other illegal things. Probably should get an actual license. Kind of a tip-off for the police. Nah, and not not only that, the car was not even registered with the RMV. The driver identified as 35-year-old Luis Torres Serrano. A lot of things going on in this story, don't you think? Yeah. I would think uh, you want to be uh, on the up and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your actual license plate if you're going to have an illegal gun in your car. Also, he did not have a driver's license either. He was placed under arrest. Torres Serrano then told police he had the firearm in his pocket, which was seized along with, oh, two bags of cocaine as well. All right, how many problems can this guy have in one in one shot? It seems like he was almost asking to get caught. Well, here are the problems he was slapped with officially. Carrying a loaded firearm without a license. Carrying a firearm without a license. RMV document forged or misused. Unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. Unregistered motor vehicle. Number plate violation to conceal ID, uninsured motor vehicle, and possession of a Class B drug with the cocaine as well. Good gravy. Yeah. Good luck to him. That's a lot all at once, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of money, the amount of money it's going to take to him get him out of jail pales in comparison to what Laura Young of Austin, Texas is going to haul in. 
So she purchased a marble bust. You know, one of those busts of sure. some, you know, I don't know if you, I don't even know if it was anybody famous. She did it back in 2018. She got this bust from a local Goodwill. She paid $34.99 for it. Yeah, you can see it coming. When she got home, she did some research and realized the bust is a lot more valuable than $34.99. She reached out to an auction house in London, which confirmed the sculpture a sculpture was likely ancient. Turns out it was <sighs> titled The Portrait of a Man, and it was sculpted sometime in the first century B.C., Okay. According to a Museum of Art in San Antonio. And the estimated retail value was Reading on, experts believe the sculpture was looted from a German looted from a German museum after World War II and taken home by a US soldier. What happened between then and its arrival at Goodwill decades later is a mystery. The bust is temporarily on display at the San Antonio Museum of Art through May 21st, 2023. And I see no estimate. So I mean, I, I think this is <clears> sort of <throat> I saw the word priceless, Bax, in this story. I, I don't think it's so valuable <clears throat> that they can't determine a price for this thing. Isn't it, uh, isn't it just a kick in the head that everybody wishes that they would find some piece of valuable art in their house mm-hmm. just sitting there, whether it's the dogs playing poker right. or the velvet Elvis with the tear, the, the fat velvet Elvis with the tear rolling down. His bloated cheek. I'm hoping some of my baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and soccer cards yeah, have some value. That's it. Or you stumble across a, a, you know, a record that you bought at a tag sale somewhere, and the next thing you know, it's worth tens of billions of dollars. And this dude or this woman buys a bust for 35 bucks at a Goodwill. At a Goodwill? Yes. Man! 2,000-year-old Roman bust, by the way. Now, it's it's priceless, but it's got to be worth something well, to her. Well, I assume, right? yeah, but I assume since it's at a museum now, they don't have the kind of dough to afford to give her what it's worth, so she sort of donates it, and she what? She she benefits from the fame? Well, yeah, she doesn't, doesn't she doesn't benefit anything financially. No. Until she sells it or, or, or puts it at auction. But at that point, I mean, you know, it could be anything. I mean, like there was like a Honus Wagner baseball card that sold like two weeks ago that they said is already damaged. It was a damaged card. Right. And it sold for like a million dollars. Well, and what was the uh, jersey that Diego Maradona wore in that famous game when he swatted the ball into the goal with the his hand? hand the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. What was that? It's nine million it went for or something like that? Nine million dollars for a shirt that I couldn't possibly fit mm. on my body. <laughs> no, thank you. Yep. You got anything valuable you want to tell us about? Give us a call. Yeah, anything you want to sell? Uh, it's Radio Tradio here today. We're going to do a little swap and sell. 293-1021 is our number. It's 741. We've got Now Hear This coming up. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 747. And Brian Adams. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, we were talking about valuable items there before. That woman in Texas bought that... Um Busted at a Goodwill and turned out $34.99. It was worth a lot more than that because it came from uh, before the time of Christ, apparently. Yeah, and uh, we don't have a... We don't have a price on it. She's going to have to, you know, put it at auction to know what the, the market will bear for that. But yeah. nevertheless, man, isn't that the... Isn't that everyone's dream scenario? Yeah. yeah. To be, like, sitting on a jackpot you had no idea? Well, and we had a guy call in saying he had a Viewmaster... Featuring Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea from 1966. Yeah, and so we did a little quick uh, search and 50 bucks. Maybe. 
tops. Yeah, big whoop. Ain't going to happen for yeah, you. Yeah, this, this ain't exactly Antiques Roadshow over here. Hey, uh, this weekend, this Saturday, it's the uh, the Pancake Breakfast in Springfield. Rock 102 will be there uh, starting uh, at 8 a.m. You can grab a seat along uh, Main Street, sit at a table, uh, chow down on some pancakes, and uh, stop by the beverage station to talk to everybody there at Rock 102 in the corner of Main Street and, uh, and Court. Uh, help support the Spirit of Springfield, the world's largest pancake breakfast, this Saturday with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. Yes. There's a little pause just for effect there and because just i just to recombobulate yourself couldn't find my place so there's a big debate going on because of a couple named ben and cammy crawford they're exercise nuts from kentucky they got six kids and they run a youtube channel called fight for together you know doing stuff together as a family sure they're in the news because they just let their six-year-old kid run a full marathon in Cincinnati last week, yes, all 26.2 miles of At the marathon. six years old? Six years old. Here's a clip. Some of the training was, like, hard. I fall sometimes. <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. To watch his little body, it's pretty mind-blowing. Nothing we do is illegal. Nothing hurts anyone else. We really care about our kids emotional and physical health okay that's ben and cammy crawford again mm-hmm. the little guy there is reiner crawford once again some of the training was like hard i fall sometimes yeah, yeah there you go because yeah, you got all these adults running around you wow six years old you know at six years old i wouldn't want to run 26 feet on a, on a warm day. No, yeah. thank you. How the heck did he do it? Some people think that the family pressured the kid. Do you think? Yeah. He ended up finishing, by the way, in eight hours and 35 minutes. That that wow. can't be good. That's, you know, listen, that's, uh, that's almost like in last place. So just think about that. One of the people who spoke out was Olympic runner Kara Goucher. Mm-hmm. She said a six-year-old might not realize... They have the right to stop if they want to. It's like, oh, I'm in this race. I, everybody's running. They're, I can't. I have to keep. I have to I keep mean, running. Was, was someone running with the kid? Doesn't say. Because you know, sometimes you know, um, the runners kind of distance themselves, especially mm-hmm. those that have been taking eight hours to finish. Yeah. I don't know if an eight-year-old. Eight I don't know what kind of a, a six-year-old kid has for a. You know, for a directional sense, but yeah. man, that's that's a little young. When I was that age, my grandfather made me a little makeshift bowling alley in the garage. That's what I was doing at the age of six, and maybe playing the frisbee once in a while yeah, in the backyard. That's, that's that's more age appropriate. Yeah. Clip number two comes from a an employee at a movie theater. Her name is Paige DeCancio, and she says there are three movie theater misconceptions that you need to be aware of. Here she is. Movie theater misconceptions. It's dark. They can't see what we're doing, even if they do have cameras. 
wrong. They're infrared, so I can see everything that you're doing, whether you just snuck in food and drinks or if you're just actually trying to get it on, you will be kicked out. I need the freshest popcorn. I need you to make me a batch right now. And if you don't, I'm not getting any. You actually don't want the popcorn that's directly out of the kettle because it's so hot. It's still this warm mush ball. It's not good. You want popcorn that has been sitting there for an hour or so maybe. We're making popcorn all day long. It's not been sitting there for days on end, but popcorn actually doesn't go stale for at least about a week. So again, to review... Uh, you shouldn't be trying to get it on in the movie theater because the folks at the theater can see what you're doing due to infrared cameras. Okay. Uh, also, she says that don't order the fresh popcorn. It's too mushy. And the best popcorn is, is reached popcorn. After, yeah, after, an hour after it's popped. Yeah. So those are three of the misconceptions about going to the movies. The things you learn. That you need to know if you're headed to the theater these days. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I'm not. So I guess uh, you know, any uh, activity that I might get kicked out for, they're not going to be doing it in a theater anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, clip number three from the second biggest upset in Kentucky Derby history. And I've doctored this call because it sounds more exciting when the play-by-play guy actually swears during the call of the Kentucky Derby. Here you go. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. A lot more entertaining when you add a swear word there. There you go. You found? Absolutely agree. <laughs> and uh, where did you watch or did you watch? I you know, I didn't I didn't watch. I actually uh, watched it after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I watched from uh, a bar, and we missed it. We were at a restaurant. And then, thank God the people we were with had taped it. We went back to their house and watched it at their house. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's it for now here. This, we've got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. I struggle. And 9 a.m. It is almost 8 a.m. on Rock 102. We're getting close. And as for the weather today, mid-60s, dry conditions, we might have the potential for fire hazards. So the National Weather Service is warning us about that. It's going to warm up as the week goes on. Again, 60s today and tomorrow, 70s for Wednesday and Thursday through Saturday, mid-80s for the highs. We got that to look forward to, which is nice. The weather is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. (laughs) Starting with hockey, Springfield Thunderbirds still waiting for an opponent. And for a schedule for their round of the AHL playoffs. And uh, keep it here because you'll have your chance to, you know, hear from Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the team on a Thunderbird Thursday. And those of you who have qualified for the grand prize will be getting a nice upgrade for Springfield Thunderbirds tickets and a ride on the Zamboni. So keep it here for all the details. In the NHL, the Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2 yesterday. That series now even at two games apiece. The Bees at Carolina tomorrow night at 7 for Game 5. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Elsewhere in NHL playoffs, the rest of these series all tied at 2-2 as well. Edmonton and the Kings, Minnesota and the Blues, and Toronto and Tampa Bay. Again, all 2-2. Meantime, the Celtics trail the Bucks 2-1 in the NBA playoff series. Back to Milwaukee tonight for another game at 7.30. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Also in playoff action yesterday, the Sixers beat the Heat and the Mavs over the Suns. In that Mavs-Suns game, a Dallas fan was removed from American Airlines Center because he reportedly harassed and physically contacted family members of Suns point guard Chris Paul during Game 4. You can't do that. 
Baseball, the White Sox beat the Red Sox 3-2. to Red Sox star second baseman Trevor Story in his $140 million contract not doing so well. 0-4 yesterday with three more strikeouts. Trevor Story's batting average is 194, but his strikeout percentage is 333. Very effective. Yes. At least the Red Sox aren't the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds continuing to be the... Worst team in baseball by far at 5-23. and 23. In golf, Max Homa won the Wells Fargo Championship in Potomac, Maryland. Congrats to him. And in horse racing, of course, we know who won that one. Bax will cover that next in his... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you probably know by now, the most exciting two minutes in sports was, in fact, possibly the most exciting two minutes in sports in about 148 years. At least, that's what some of you horse nuts would uh, have you believe. On Saturday, the Kentucky Derby was won by an improbable 80-to-1 shot who wasn't even supposed to be racing that day. Rich Strike pulled off one of the biggest upsets to pass the favorite epicenter to take the Kentucky Derby. Now, I fully understand that there are many of you, including myself, who didn't really care, didn't bet, didn't wear an oversized hat, didn't wear a sundress or eat a brown sandwich. You just went about your business and treated it like any other day. And I totally get that. However, Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby is nearly equivalent to having the dead last Boston Red Sox finish up their current five-game losing streak and winning the World Series after posting a 133-game winning streak. Impossible? Sure, but I needed a quick comparison, and that was the best I could come up with. The real story, of course, is what does a guy with a few bucks in his pocket win with an 80-to-1 shot during the Kentucky Derby? Well, according to my understanding, let's say hypothetically that I had a dollar. I could have magically turned that $1 into $163.30, and if I had more money to burn, I possibly could have won more. But that would require an additional layer of complicated math, and I think you know where I stand on that kind of stuff. What I do know is that if you spent the same dollar on the Superfecta, you could have won $321,500.10. Again, off a dollar. If you bet $1,000, you would have cleared the place out and you would own Churchill Downs. Again, the Red Sox have a better chance of winning their next 133 games and a World Series title than you would have marching up to the ticket window to win $321,000 off a single $1 bet. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Stuff that you can make with your big green egg, scalloped potatoes, a cake, pretzels, meat pies, eggplant parm. You thought it was just a grill? You would be wrong. Those recipes and dozens more are available on the Big Green Egg website. Check it out. Wood charcoal fired the Big Green Egg from Rocky's, the pinnacle of outdoor cooking. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and Bon Jovi. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Well, that's a sunshine for most of the week this week. Uh, highs in the mid-60s today, 70-ish tomorrow maybe, and then mid-80s Thursday through Saturday. So depending on how you want to gauge it, I either graduated college in 1988, 89, or 91. Mm-hmm. It really all depends on how you really want to look at it. Because I went to two different college graduations. Yeah. 
one, I knew I had a little bit of time left to go, but I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to miss out. So I went through and, uh, and th- that was that. And then I went through a second time. And then finally I, uh, I got the, uh, the, the diploma after five and a half years. Very, very uh, slow and uh, methodical way mm-hmm. of getting through a degree. Okay. You, t- you talked about somebody this morning, went through like 30 years before they finally got it. Yeah, it was Anthony Anderson uh, from Blackish who finally got his degree at Howard University. See, I don't feel so bad now. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel okay. Well, and so, you're, you're a decorated alum from Marquette University eh, as well. Eh, shit, listen, they'll, they'll do anything for a $100 check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday, I bolted out of here and went to, for those of you who remember, I have three daughters, and the oldest one, uh, Sophie, graduated from college on Friday. Congrats. Thank you. It was a nice ceremony at uh, at UMass Dartmouth. Uh, she, you know, intelligence and achievement tends to skip generations in my family. <laughs> um I graduated, uh, again, five and a half years with a degree uh, uh, that was uh, in broadcast uh, broadcast communication, mm-hmm. and I graduated uh, stupor cum laude. Uh, there's <laughs> only other way to describe. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was on the dean's list through much of college, and by that, I mean academic probation mm-hmm. but everybody on it was on a list right and that list sat on the ge- the dean's desk ipso fatso mm-hmm. it is a dean's list my daughter winds up graduating summa cum laude wow. from from, <laughs> from umass dartmouth and i'm thinking you know first of all she worked she worked real hard at it she mm-hmm. earned every bit of it As no doubt you. about it. yeah but you see but my <laughs> my level of work and her quality of work are not real comparative experiences. I yeah. mean, she really buckled down, whereas I, I took off the buckle and swung it around the bar until someone could catch it. And right. that's and that's what uh, that's what my experience well was like. You were doing research in those places instead of in labs. Yes, you know? yes. Rather than actual science experiments sure. in a lab, I was yeah. doing science experiments with. <laughs> Bottles of uh, 151 proof alcohol. Your own version of a beaker. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I gotcha. But yeah, but Sophie is a little bit uh, much harder working and uh, probably a lot more intelligent. Mm-hmm. And you know she's got the she's got the the world by the goodies and and she's doing great. Well, congrats. Snow and uh, her degree was what now? It's in psychology. Okay. Yeah. Good, good deal. Already got a job. Already got a full time job. Wow! Ready to go. That's great. Doing fantastic. Yeah, very, and, very proud of it. And her. was there a speaker, by the way? Did you, was there a, a, a pro, do you remember? Was there a big speech given by somebody or not? There, there was a speech, but it was like a, by it was by a uh, a very impressive member of the faculty. Gotcha. I don't remember the guy's name. Okay. Good speech. Um, when I went to college, our guest speaker that second time around. Mm-hmm. Was Barbara Bush really? Yes. Wow. And she was great. Wow. She mispronounced everything uh, around the Marquette campus, but she was the she was the speaker. She have the big bug eyes at that point. She had that Graves disease thing. Um, yep. No. Well, you know, it was. Um, I was sitting kind of far back. Yeah. And I had fallen asleep a couple of times uh-huh. uh, in the in the ceremony because you know, it's long. I got to tell you, yeah, every parent wants to hear their kid's name being called mm-hmm. when they get a degree whether it's you know high school graduation or college the thing about a high school graduation is it's usually like a couple hundred names and then you're done on the college level it's a couple thousand names and you're never done and all i can think of is this reminds me 
of going to like a swim meet with your kid. Yep. Where your kid's in the first race okay. and the last race. Yep. And somewhere in between, there's like a five-hour gap between the races you're interested in and what your kid is doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that was very much like it. It's like she was uh, not one of the last uh, kids called, but she was more like the... I'd say like two thirds to uh, to three fourths of the way through mm-hmm. the uh, the call, the telling of all the, the the announcements of all these names and degrees. Right, but man, you know, it just you know, you, you, this uh, this happens where your kids grow up and you start thinking, my God, I'm very 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 old. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm old enough to have a college graduate as a child, and yet I I technically am because I know plenty of people mm-hmm. that I went to high school with who are younger than me, who are already grandparents, and the, their kids have already gone through college and moved on and everything else. Sure, sure. You, you, you feel like you're not old enough, nor do you feel like you're smart enough to have produced a college graduate. Well, I, I, know for a, I know for a <laughs> fact that I'm not. I mean, you know, my parents both had, like, master's degrees. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so you were a tremendous disappointment. Oh, though. colossal <laughs> disappointment. That's why I say it skips a generation. Yeah. yeah. You know, people who actually have intelligence and, yeah. and, and achievement. Right. You know, th- this... My parents did pretty good. Their yeah. parents didn't do so hot. Well, I don't know what happened before before then, yeah. but it appears to be a pattern. Well, you and I, similar to me, where uh, you know I didn't go on to greatness like my college friends did into Wall Street and legal careers and doctorates and things like that. No, here I am on the radio with you. Same thing for me. <sighs> Sorry to disappoint you. Sorry it hasn't gotten much better for you. <laughs> Has nothing to do with you, by the way. Uh, my speaker at our college graduation, very memorable, is a guy named David Halberstam. Oh yeah, he was yeah. the he was the author of the best and the brightest, and also he wrote that great book about the Portland Trailblazers. I think it's called the Breaks of the Game. I think I remember that. And he wrote a book called The Summer of '49: The Yankees and Red Sox in Postwar America, and playing for keeps. Michael Jordan and the world he made. Those are some of the books that David Halbert couldn't tell you a thing. The guy said during the speech, though, couldn't I couldn't tell you a thing. No, and I don't really remember anything from Barbara Bush other mm-hmm. than she just you know mm-hmm. mispronounced a couple of things that would have been obvious to everybody on the campus. Sure. But other than that, it was just like oh, that's Barbara Bush down mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I know AIC had their graduation ceremonies over the weekend locally as well, and I think they had. Similar to yours, they had just somebody locally from AIC give yeah. the speech. And that's fine. Yeah. That's well, fine. Well, you don't have to be a world-famous author or the first lady of the United States well, to give a good speech. In fact, sometimes those people with the great credentials give worse speeches than people without the credentials. When you're calling out a thousand names, mm-hmm. best to keep the speeches down to a minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Keep it, keep it, uh, keep it on the down low. And this is like one of three graduation ceremonies they had. Mm-hmm. That day, they had one in the earlier part of the day. Really? And then Sophie was like around three, and then they had another one at night. What, because the student body is so big? Is that what it is? It's, yeah, and yeah. it's separated by you know different colleges within sure. within the university. Different so, curricula. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a big deal, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, you know, the campus is set up where, you know, <laughs> I'm waiting for... So the deal was, I I I drove out there on Friday. Mm-hmm. I got there a little bit early, and mm-hmm. I thought I'll wait for the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, my parents were going to be there. Um, you know, my sister was going to be there. My kids and everything else. And I figured I'll just wait mm-hmm. at the opening gate right. for everybody to arrive. Mm-hmm. So I'm there like around two. Ceremony starts at three. Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't start until three seventeen because of the amount of traffic that was going through. There were people that were supposed to be 
on stage mm-hmm. that had a hard time getting in. Yeah. So they, they delayed it a little bit. Sure. I waited around for more than an hour for my family. Hmm. And they never showed up. I mean, they showed up. Yeah. But they showed up in an entrance that I did not know existed. So I'm at the wrong entrance. Figures. Waiting around for an hour. Good I could job. have sat down. I could have saved seats. I sure. could have relaxed. Instead, I was on my feet for an hour waiting for my family and getting angry. It was like, well, wait a minute. You, you, I've texted you. You said you're here. You said you're waiting for the shuttle bus. Where the hell are you people? Well, and you're sick to boot. You're still, yeah, you're no, still coming off. You're still having some respiratory yeah, issues. I'm, right? I'm still I'm still sucking down the inhaler mm-hmm. like it's like it, like it's nothing. And it's like yeah, I'm yeah I'm getting a little a uh, little a uh, little you know, put off. I don't blame you. But uh, they did arrive. Mm-hmm. They I actually found them. They had gotten the seats first, and so I'm sitting down. And then it was all at that point. It was just time to relax and to enjoy the moment and get a chance to 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 watch my daughter you know achieve the biggest day of our life so congrats to sophie baxendale now is this the first of your daughters to graduate and this this is the first when will the others or what's what's the schedule on that liza's got two more years and kate is graduating high school in just a couple of weeks nice yeah so very very cool and it was just you know i mean you know when your when your son got married obviously you were very proud of it of course it's a big it's a big moment wait my son got married yeah your kid named dash dashel News to me. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can get two pictures <laughs> okay, to see you know what it was you. like. Appreciate that. anytime. Anyway, yeah. it's like you know, you, you every every parent. You know, these are real proud moments mm-hmm. for for yes. a parent. And I don't want to make this all about me because it's Sophie's achievement, right? You know, one hundred percent. But it's like you, you're sitting back and you're watching this happen. Of you're course. going, hey, everybody, listen, that's my kid right there. Right. Look at, seeing this in the book, that's her name. She's up there right now. Hold your applause till the end, Bax. Yeah, it was hard. It was uh, <laughs> it was very very hard. And I gotta say. Kind of emotional yeah, to, to, to watch this happen. Yeah. Very, very proud of her. So really it was, nice. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 818 with back Stephen. Billy Squire on Rock 102. Not a laughing matter with back Stephen. Dave, Steve is out today. He'll return tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be partly cloudy today, but I got to tell you, uh, the weather this week is looking pretty damn good. A high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny. A high of 70. It's about uh, 52 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, we're going to have mid-80s from Thursday through Saturday, so that's good weather. Yeah, that's uh, that's damn good. So, uh, actually, this may be the weekend. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. This may be the weekend we open up camp oh, up in Vermont. Right, get your RV up there, right? Well, you know, I mean, or, it's... Uh, it's already up there. Is, it, is that... You see, leave it up there all winter? We, we, yeah, we, we leave it up there. Yep. We close it off. Yep. This may, may be the weekend we go. Mm-hmm. It might not be the weekend we go. We don't know yet, but it all depends on how we're feeling. Well, not- right now, I would say is there less, you know, I, I was more confident about a week ago whether this was going to happen. Yeah. But but, uh, but as of right now, I mean, it's like one of those things where, you know, we know it's up there. We know how to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to go there on like, a, you know, a, to, to, to get away. Well, but- here the Vermont air is fantastic for your upper respiratory system. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking because... You know? <laughs> You know, it's it's so quiet and clean up there. You sure. don't you don't smell. There's no goofy smells. It's like you don't you don't smell the city. The city has a smell. Yes. You know, and it's not just sure. Bondi's Island. It's like <laughs> cities have a smell to them. Well, you get, especially in Vermont, you have the natural smell of the cow patties coming to fruition in the fields up there. But you know what? I can breathe that in, and I think that's just wonderful. Right. That's you know, to me, that's just the basic aromatics of northern new england living mm-hmm. that's uh, that's that's all it is all right. rural living i i'm i'm cool with that
but just to get away is just so freaking nice. Yeah. I'd invite you all, but there's not enough space. Yeah. Well, we I'd... only we only sleep two. You did that on purpose, I think, by the way, just so you wouldn't have to invite people. Well, that's kind of no. the, the yeah, exactly. I mean, I could I suppose you could have uh, we could have bought a uh, a camper that is much larger, mm-hmm. but anytime it says it sleeps eight, it really sleeps six so, or less. Yeah. So you, you've prevented yourself just automatically from inviting coworkers and family members as well, which oh, is yeah, good too. No. That's always a good idea to keep the family away from situations like that. See, this is, and, and that's one of the reasons why we have not mm-hmm. given away the exact address of where this thing is. Right. We just feel that's probably for the best. Hey, you're smarter than you think, even though you joke about your... Your lack of smarts going through Marquette University? See, there's a reason. Yeah, see? Why, why you graduated. <laughs> Congrats. After only five and a half years. Yeah, right. You're absolutely right. Right. It's uh, just about 828 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. And coming up next in the news, Mayor Sarno. It's 831 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Well, we were talking about the good weather backs a few moments ago, and that means big events coming to Springfield through the folks at BID, that's the Business Improvement District, Yep, welcoming summer back over the next few weeks by resuming some popular events, including some that went to sleep during the COVID-forced shutdowns of 2020 and 2021. The BID has moved Springfield Restaurant Week later in the spring, partnered with the Worthy Brewfest to keep it downtown and is introducing Rhythm and Brews, downtown Springfield's rotating beer garden. That's very cool. Also promising an expansion of the downtown Springfield Farmer's Market in Tower Square Park. All of these events will benefit from the nice weather that we're going to have hopefully soon yeah. in downtown Springfield and beyond. Well, it's nice to see some of these events uh, coming back, and I'm sure that MGM is going to have some of their events coming back too in the uh, in the plaza. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it'll be great to kind of bring some of life back to downtown Springfield. Yes. COVID choked us all of some of these activities, and hopefully they're coming back full steam now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Dom Sarno and Health Services Commissioner Helen Calton-Harris will honor Springfield's black barbershops today. They're joining with the owner of the Final Touch Barbershop, the Trust Transfer Project and others to celebrate Black Barbership Appreciation Month. In barbershop Col- or barbership? Did I say ship again? You said ship. Man, that's twice I've done that. I mean, you know, to be a good barber takes good barbership, but a barbershop <laughs> is where you would find it. Well, thanks for rescuing me there. It's Anytime. Black Barbershop Appreciation Month, and that's in collaboration with Mental Health Awareness Month as well, according to Mayor Sarno. Like, you'd have to be crazy not to get a good haircut. There you go. And his own father was a barber as well as you said yes he was earlier in the show the late al the barber sarno was a staple in the community and offered mayor sarno a listening ear and words of wisdom for his clients which is what any good barber will do you know dom sarno could have been a great barber Mm -hmm. could have cut hair as good as anybody else probably would have been a master at the i mean you want a bowl cut that's your guy you Mm -hmm. guy you want a mullet that's your guy you want you want uh buzz cut Buzz cut, crew cut, crew cut, any kind of cut. Dom Sarno could have done it, but yet he saw something more. I don't know what that was, but he saw something more and said, "No, nah, I think I'm going to leave. Uh, I think I'm going to leave uh, the hair cutting history of the Sarno family 
in the family where it belongs, I'm setting my sights to something greater. But he did bring his perfect hairstyle to the job of mayor of Springfield. Well, see, that's that's the kind of family tradition. And, you know, his kids have lovely hair, too. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, Ms. and Mrs. Sarno's hair, always on point. The event, by the way, will take place this morning at 1030 at the Final Touch Barber Shop, if you're interested in going. There you go. Nearly all city employees in Chicopee who worked through the COVID-19 pandemic are going to get some money back. 3000 bucks to be exact. That's a stipend of thanks. The city council in Chicopee approving the spending from the city's free cash account in order to reward employees and retain them as well. Hey, here's $3,000 for sticking it out through COVID-19. It's interesting. I was just on the, uh, my banking app on mm-hmm. my phone. Yeah. And yet I have not seen any uh, additional stipend added by our employer for all the hard work we did during the pandemic as well. In order to retain our loyal employeeship, right? Well, you know, I don't know if you recall this, Dave, Mm -hmm. um, but I certainly do. At one point, uh, we all received letters from Homeland Security designating us as first responders. That's right. As broadcasters. That's right. Uh, Dispensing important information on a daily basis. Exactly. I told you things like like, uh, the view from the couch. I believe we uh, did a couple of uh, contests right. that you we, could win. And we play songs from one-hit wonders from the 1970s and sing along to them to well, you know, see, ac- accompany important stories that we're doing. And you're going to tell me yeah. that during a lockdown, a time of a uh, international health crisis, mm-hmm. that that was an important thing? Exactly. Seems to me a little something-something uh, should be coming back to us. Mm-hmm. Can't disagree with that. Wouldn't mind a few bucks in my back pocket on the on the company's time. Wouldn't even have to be a three thousand dollars stipend like the city employees of Chicopee. I would be willing to take twenty seven hundred dollars, as little as twenty seven hundred dollars. I'd be fine with that. Well, you got a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. You got that going for you, which is nice. Yeah, and it's running kind of low. (laughs) Me too. Hey, in Waitley. The 12th annual Western Mass Mother's Day Half Marathon held yesterday. The event, sponsored by Western Mass News and Yankee Candle, 100% of the proceeds benefiting Cancer Connection Incorporated, a local organization that provides resources for people living with cancer as well as for their families and their caregivers. Walkers were also welcomed to the event with a nine-mile walking course. Very cool. And I had that uh, that Raise a Hope fundraiser at uh, Iron Duke mm-hmm. on Saturday. Very cool. I like that place. Iron Duke is a, is a really cool place. I like what they did with it. And in case you missed the Mass Hat earlier, um, are we putting that on the... Uh... Yeah, no, we'll we'll, uh, we'll play uh, all that back later. Okay, that'll be part of the podcast. Uh, we did do this... No, 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 we'll, we'll do, uh, no, uh, no, no, what is the Mass Hat? Yes. That's not the one we're playing back. Right, correct. And just to recap the Mass Hat, it has to do with a, a road race. Cause a couple in Kentucky went a little bit overboard and had their six-year-old run... An entire marathon in Cincinnati last week, all 26.2 miles of it. I can't get my kids to mow a lawn. Mm-hmm. They, they got their kid to run a marathon? Yeah. Good Lord. His name is Reiner Crawford. And the parents, Ben and Cammie, are exercise nuts, well, you think? And they put their kid in the race, and the kid ran the whole 26.2. Yeah, you know, ended up finishing in eight hours and thirty five minutes. Yeah, you know, every every kid's got a lot more energy than any adult could possibly muster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I did. I'm sure you did, right? But even in my most anxious, uh, or my, not anxious, even in my most active time mm-hmm. in my life, would never have tackled on a marathon. I wouldn't have tackled on a five a five k at six years old. Yeah. 
Did you ever do any of those 5K or 10Ks as an adult? Did you ever do any of that kind of thing or not? Or I did. Uh, I did that that app, the uh, the Couch to 5K. Once I don't, I don't know that one. So basically, it trains you over the course of say like eight weeks. Yeah. To get ready to run gotcha. a 5K. Yeah. So it's Couch to 5K. Okay. I had gotten very good at training on the couch. Okay. And um, as I was going along the process. I got like six, seven weeks in, all of a sudden my feet started to swell mm-hmm. and blow up. Okay. And um, I was not able to get to a 5K. Okay. Because I have terrible feet, terrible, awful, grisly hooves that uh, that should never be running on hard surfaces. So, so instead of the I never couch, got there. Instead of the couch to the 5K, you did the couch, still on the couch, remained I, on the couch. I got, I, I got couch- so almost the 5K, and then immediately back to the couch. Couch to the kitchen, maybe. That, yeah, that to me, that's a good route. Couch to the fridge. If I can get to the, the from the couch to the fridge, I feel like I can accomplish something. Okay. Like, woof, man. Mm-hmm. That felt good. All those endorphins. Well, if that's what you want to call it, we got our cute little names for it, I guess, endorphins. Okay, so we're speaking about food, and I know you've been on that uh, fasting diet. Are you still doing that or not? I did not fast today. Okay. And it's like 16 hours between meals? <clears throat> yes. The goal, anyway. It's, uh, yeah, 16 hours. Uh, you have an eight-hour window to uh, eat, and then 16 hours where you can eat nothing. Well, according to a new study reported in science.org, or science.org, you can add years to your life by restricting your eating to just the daylight hours. Now, I don't know if that's the hours that you're kind of doing there with your 16-hour fast, or do you have some... Um, Well, it was like uh, 6.30 at night to like 10.30 in the morning Okay, is when I would not eat. Well, that's essentially the right thing to do, according to this new study. Um, There are benefits because you're probably eating smaller meals if you're moving them closer together, and there's also the intermittent fasting angle if you're not eating for a longer period overnight. So this is the goal. Yeah. Just eat uh, just eat during daylight hours, and once the sun goes down, or soon before that, just stop eating until you wake up the next day, and you're going to live longer, according to this study from science.org. I've mentioned this before. There's these uh, there's a couple of guys on TikTok. Mm-hmm. One is called the Liver King, and one is called the Carnivore MD. Okay. And these are guys who uh, not only believe in fasting, but mm-hmm. they also believe in a meat-based diet. Right. And these guys are eating like like at an extraordinary amount. Like the liver king eats liver three times a day, raw liver. <sighs> but he also eats um, not only other organ meat, but uh, testicles. Uh, Wait, not human ones. No, not human. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know any human because they'll show you the testicle. It's enormous. Right. So if you're a human with a testicle that big, okay, you need to consult a a, a, a qualified specialist. <laughs> but yeah, no, these are bull testicles. Okay, that uh, they eat, and apparently he's uh, the the liver king will tell you that it is uh, some of the most nutritious meat product mm. you can you can eat. I have had bull testicles before, by the way. Really? Yes. And. Not too bad. Not too bad. Tastes like chicken. Would you? Could you have more than one? No. Nor did I want to. I I did it just to say I did it. It was like bull testicle festival week or something like that. And really? we tried them on the radio just to do something fun. Interesting. And I would never do it again. Yeah. And I've uh, I've I've never gotten to the point where I thought, uh, boy, this would sure taste. This plate sure would look better with a whole bunch of testicles all over it.
Well, couldn't tell there was really testicles because there's a lot of deep fried on the outside. So you essentially. So that's not a healthy. This was like raw oh, testicle. Yeah. Oh, this no. Is, yeah, no, this, no. Come on. Yep, that's right. Uh, raw. Well, this is what Dwayne The Rock Johnson eats all day long, I think, too. He eats nothing but protein all day long. And look at him. Yeah. He see? looks good. It's nothing's wrong with that. It's 841. Back Steve and Dave. Steve is out. He'll be back tomorrow. And we've got pretty good weather for today through the rest of the week. Mid-60s with sunshine today. We're going to hit about 70 on Wednesday and Thursday through Saturday, mid-80s. And that's your news on Rock Corner. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Billy Idol with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, I think Billy Idol had nasal surgery recently, by the way. Hope he's doing okay. Haven't heard anything one way or the other. Are but taking I, care of like a deviated septum type of thing? Don't know exactly. Maybe some sort of infection like what you've got. Who They're knows? Doing, doing like, you know, years and years of rails of cocaine after every uh, record release. No, that's way too cynical. That's not cynical. That's, that's 80s. That's uh, what the 80s were all about back then. Reality for Billy Idol. <laughs> uh, it all comes back to you. Uh, Steve's out today, by the way. He hopefully will be back tomorrow. And um, happy belated Mother's Day to everybody out there. All the moms and yeah. everyone associated with the moms you celebrating your, yesterday. You call your mom? Sure did. Yeah, called I, called I, my mom I, late. I called, yep. Called my mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, wished her a happy Mother's Day. I'd sent a card. Did you send a card? Uh, I actually gave her a card okay. during Sophie's graduation. Oh, okay. Handed a card. Couple Amazon cards it, it inside. Counts. It counts. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I I'm s- not. See, my problem with cards mm-hmm. is I'll buy the cards, but I'm terrible at sending the cards. I mean, I'll sign my name in the card. I'll yes. sit there yep. for a couple of days. Address and- the envelope. I'll have a stamp on it and everything. See, the stamp is the hard one these days. I think if you don't have stamps hanging around, I do. I purchase. I'm putting Christmas stamps still on on envelopes right now yeah, well that's fine yeah. i mean you know, you, you you paid for it right mm-hmm. so why not i just you know i just know for me mm-hmm. if i if i if i don't put it in the mailbox immediately after putting a stamp on yep. it's going to take days for uh, for me to get it to the box so there's so, just like half mailed cards all over your car and house and garbage years ago um uh, we had gotten you know how like uh, you order those Christmas cards where you take a picture of your family oh, yeah. and you put them on and you, sure. and you have this great idea mm-hmm. that you're going to be sending out these cards. Yep. We had like three or four years of accumulated cards and we never sent out a single one. <laughs> we never, ever got there. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like it, it was my fault or you know ex-wife's fault. It was like, we just never got around to it. Right. Because we just had other things to do. Mm-hmm. And so- now you've got like you know you know fifty pictures of your kids, right? You know all in the same pose, all in the same background design that you uh, you picked out online, right? And they've never gone anywhere. It's ridiculous. What total waste of money. Uh, I did send my mom a card, and I also I have something to admit to you. I sent her that book that we interviewed the author of. Uh, there are moms way worse than you. Oh, that's nice. I, I appropriated that from the show and sent it to my well, mom. Well, that's okay. she really like. It's on the coffee table right now at her house in Vero Beach. That quickly. Yes. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a nice boy? All right. You want to take a call and <laughs> sure, say why not? At Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. Uh, this is Jason. How you doing? Good, good what's Jason. Up? What's up? Hey, um, well, you know, why, why don't you go to the post office, man? You know? Dude, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're talking so much logic. You know, it's, it's your, know. Your, your, your resolution here makes so much sense mm-hmm. that it almost makes well, no sense. Well, you know, the post office is... A fantastic place to go and visit. They have these things called PO boxes. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of them? Yeah, 
They're are, pretty cool too. Are you an employee? Are you an employee of the USPS, by the way? No, 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 no. All right, my, my no. Of imagination. You're, you're just a USPA apologist and uh, you just want everybody to be sending cards and letters all over the place. Yes, I'm a fan of, of the post. Oh, well, there you go. Like, right. I can't uh, can't fault you for that kind of that kind of logic. But and, thank you for the call. And Mr. Smart Thinker, Mr. Smart Thinker, d- d- did you send your mom a card? Oh, I, I technically I didn't really have to because I have the um, house with my mother. Because she's older. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, then that's yeah, yeah. okay. So then you you saved yourself. So you you couldn't even take your own advice. Well, I made I made I did make her breakfast in bed. You guys didn't do that, did you? No. No. My mom's a hundred miles away. But if I did, well, but if go. well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. Hey, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are in the playoffs. We happen to have uh, tickets, not just tickets. Uh, it's either going to be tickets to a, a four-packet tickets to either Game 1 or Game 2. We don't know uh, which one it's going to be yet because Wilkes-Barre and Hershey are still tied. Right. The winner of that series will play uh, Springfield, either Game 1 or Game 2, in in Springfield. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the week, one winner will be chosen at random uh, to win the Thunderbird prize pack of four hats, four koozies, four rally towels, four tickets on the glass, four hot dogs, soda vouchers, and a ride on the Zamboni. That's what you might win at the end of the week. Right. So to qualify for that grand prize and win tickets right now, caller number 10. Okay. I can only count so high. <laughs> Good job. And the math gets confusing. 10th mm-hmm. caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. It's uh, 854 with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. 